Welcome to Star Wars Rant Podcast. This is episode number 40. I'm your host, Brian Seddon, joined by the ever-faithful Chad Viss. Greets. And we are without B-Nob tonight, so it seems like uh, the three of us can never get together. Yeah, it was um, a good run, guys. We, we, did, we did our best, episode 40. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us this long. It was a good run. Um, but yeah, no, B-Nob, um, let's just be honest, he's in a world of his own. and um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good way of putting it. Yeah, so uh, he, he had some uh, family things come up. Um, so nothing bad, you know, just... Obligations. Obligations, you know. I mean, we're not saying it's rehab, but could be. But we're not not saying it's not rehab. Right. So, there's that. But, anyway, we digress. We, uh, we're we glad you uh, joined us. Um, and thanks to B-Nob and Chad for uh, episode 39. Uh, they sure? did it without myself. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> All right. Pretty sure. Uh, we got It got glowing reviews. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm sure someone liked it somewhere. I'm sure no, someone I'm did. No, I appreciate it. You guys did a great job. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, so episode 40, we got a lot to go over. Mostly Last Jedi news. Um, we're going to talk about some books that are leading up to The Last Jedi. Um, a toy list was leaked with um, some possible names or code names. We'll talk about that. Uh, Benicio Del Toro, his character uh, name... Um, we think has been uh, revealed, and uh, it will sound familiar if you um, are familiar with The Force Awakens, which I would assume you are if you're listening to a Star Wars podcast. Um, and then I came across an interesting little article uh, about Obi-Wan, um, so we'll discuss that. Kylo's uh, new TIE fighter from The Last Jedi, and then we had uh, a question on the Facebook page that we wanted to answer from uh, actually our, our friend who's been on the podcast before, Dave Mann. Um, so we'll try to get an answer to that. And then there's some comic news um, that Chad will take us through as well. So let's go ahead and jump right into uh, our first thing, which is the books leading up to The Last Jedi. Um, so I didn't even know this was going to happen, but uh, apparently we're going to get some books. Um before the uh, the last Jedi comes out, um, one is the um, the Inferno Squad. It's uh, and if you've listened to the podcast a couple episodes ago, we talked about how this is going to be, um, or the Inferno Squad is in Battlefront Two, the new video game coming out. Um, so this will be Battlefront Two Inferno Squad. It ties in with Rogue One. Um, and the, the new game that's coming out, it's going to be coming out July 25th. Um, and should I read the synopsis or no, Chad, what do you think? I, I don't know. You're calling it. Okay. Well, let's just read it, you know? So set in the aftermath. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Set in the aftermath of Rogue One, a Star Wars story, the action packed prequel to Battlefront 2 introduces the Empire's elite force Inferno Squad. Uh, so let's see. After the humili- humiliating theft of the Death Star plans and the destruction of the battle station, the Empire is on the defensive. 
Um, in retaliation, the elite Imperial soldiers of Inferno Squad have been called in for the crucial mission of infiltrating and eliminating the Partisans, the rebel faction once led by uh, notorious fe Republic freedom fighter Saul Guerrero. Um, so it says, following the death of their leader, the Partisans have carried on his extremist legacy, determined to thwart the Empire no matter the cost. Now... Inferno Squad must prove its status as the best of the best and take down the partisans from within. Why do they just call them the rebels? I don't understand why they keep calling them the partisans. Maybe just put them apart from the mainline rebels that aren't as extreme as Saw's team. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it goes on, says, But the growing threat of being discovered in their enemies' mist turns an already dangerous operation to a do-or-die acid test they dare not fail. To protect and preserve the Empire, what lengths will Inferno Squad go to and how far beyond them? Um, mm -hmm. So there you go. I'm sure that has you fired up. But uh, Sounds so this will be a, a unique yeah, a unique twist. You know, we already saw it again in the video game, but this is going to be following the bad guys and, and I guess in a sense rooting for them. <laughs> um, so there's that. Next book is, um, it's about uh, Princess Leia. It's uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Um, these, these next three are uh, a series that, like, back before The Force Awakens came out, they had a journey to the Force to Star Wars The Force Awakens. It's like a group of novels. This is part of the new group, which is Journey to Star Wars The Last Jedi. So it bridges the gap um, between... Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Yep. So, um, although this is about, um, you know, it's Princess Leia. It's when she's 16 years old and it's set before A New Hope. Um, but I guess, you know, who knows? So I don't know. Exactly if it'll... opposite of what I just said. <laughs> but it does say it, it says. Uh, it is. It's it says... just, I think it's more backstory on yeah. probably giving us some, in you know, looking into what made her who she was as a leader of resistance. Right, so um, it's by the same author that did uh, Star Wars Bloodlines, mm -hmm. um, which was about the rise of the Resistance. So, mm -hmm. um, let's see, that's September 1st is when that comes out. And then also on September 1st, uh, another journey to the Star Wars The Last Jedi is uh, the backstory of Captain Phasma. That could be interesting. Um, so, no info on that, but there's also going to be a five-issue comic from uh, Marvel, as they do all the comics for Star Wars, which covers Phasma's escape from Starkiller Base. So if you wondered uh, how she got out of that when they threw her into the trash, um, it's going to be explained in the comics. It's just, so like, how they, just like how they explain uh, C-3PO's red arm in the comics. Correct. Correct. Um, and then uh, in the chat, you are mentioning that uh, she's already shown up a lot in the Poe Dameron comic. That's correct. So, um, but, you know, they're saying that she's going to play a bigger role in The Last Jedi. Um, there is another book coming out on October 3rd. This is not um, a journey to anything, <laughs> but uh, it's called 40 Stories Celebrating 40 Years of Star Wars from a Certain Point of View. And basically... It's a uh, a book that shows um, 
famous scenes from Star Wars, basically, but from the viewpoint of, like, the background characters. Um, so an example would be, you know, it says, whether it's the X-Wing pilots who helped Luke destroy the Death Star or the stormtroopers who never quite could find the droids they were looking for, Star Wars, from a certain point of view, places the classic movies in a whole new perspective and, celebra- and celebrates the influence and legacy of the unparalleled cultural phenomenon. Um, but again, so it's going to be 40 scenes, um, each retelling a different moment from the original Star Wars film, but uh, from the viewpoint of a background character. So that's kind of interesting. Um, and then there's a one more. This is another journey to uh, The Last Jedi. This is The Legends of Luke Skywalker. So that's probably the most anticipated book. It comes out uh, October 31st. And the synopsis reads, A collection of myths and tall tales about the legendary Luke Skywalker. Um, It's written by Nebula, Hugo, and World Fantasy Award-winning author Ken Liu. I don't know if I said that correctly. Um, So there you go. Don't really know what we'll get in that. Um, The little article I'm reading says, uh, While fans might be hoping for some juicy details on what Luke has been up to, since uh, Return of the Jedi, it's likely the book will be a retelling of already known stories, but from the view of other characters, so kind of similar to the other book. Um, it says it's unlikely that much will be revealed about the uh, 30-year gap, so as not to spoil The Last Jedi. I would imagine, though, it's going to give you some tidbits here or there. Sure. So, anyway... Chad, you're gonna read all those, all uh, uh, all four or five of those. Yeah, One, two, three, I, uh, I definitely plan. Five. I have done my best to get every new current canon book that has come out. I think I might be missing one or two, uh, but I have the Journey to the Star Wars: The Force Awakens books, which are young adult novels. Um, so they're they're not quite as heavy or detailed, but they're still good. Um, and yeah, yeah, so I definitely plan on getting those. So, so looking back at, you know, now that you've seen, obviously, The Force Awakens, when you look back at those books, did it really give much insight into Force Awakens at I all? I think or? so, yeah. I think you get some character development and knowing where they are coming from a little bit more. Um, and even the other books that don't necessarily have to do with the new, or the new trilogy, but just Star Wars in general, it gives you more backstory into all the characters and what they were up to. I mean, whether it's Luke learning how to use the force or whatever it may be, even with the comics. Um, if you like star Wars and you, you can take the time or make the time to do the reading, it just broadens the scope of, of that universe. So it's, uh, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed it quite a bit. And if anyone's interested and wants to help me get that Ralph McQuarrie, uh, you know, 40, 40th anniversary like art book that's like 250 bucks uh donations are gladly accepted uh for the hard work that we do here you can just send send me an email and i'll tell you where to send the money it'd be great send you an email let's do it don't have your email address well i'll give it to you at the end (laughs) okay we'll beg we'll beg at the end (laughs) it's Um, just for me it's not we Brian, don't put we yeah. I'm getting the book. So, well, you can... Because I read. Uh, <laughs> you, what's looking at pictures? <laughs> oh, true. But there's um, words underneath the pictures. 
Yeah. Anyway. So, um, so there you go. So, you know, speaking of reading, then you know, if you're, uh, if you want, grab those books when they come out, or wait for Chad to read them to you on the podcast, <laughs> as I do. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Next up, uh, toy leak. Um, so, new wave of Black Series Star Wars toys tease the Last Jedi characters. So, this was a. Uh, huh. Uh, so take this with a grain of salt, but um, it was an image showing an inventory for future Star Wars products set to arrive at a GameStop store around September 1st, um, which is Force Friday, and um, it showed up on Reddit, and um, let's see, I will read off these characters and then we'll talk about it. Now again, uh, some of these are saying are actually code words. But um, there's going to be an episode one Qui-Gon Jinn, an episode four Darth Vader, an episode four Stormtrooper, an episode five Lando Calrissian, episode six Imperial Royal Guard. Um, So now here's where we get into the Last Jedi stuff. It says episode eight Cool Beta, (laughs) episode eight Foxtrot. Um, Then there's one that says Blue Leader, our Blue Leader. I don't know what that means. And then there's Victor 2 with Throne. Um, and then Victor, an Episode 8 Victor. And then uh, Guards of Evil 4-pack, which is $89, by the way. Um, so, Chad, what say you about this? What do you infer from this? Uh, the, those are, I think they're their black series line, action figure line, which are the, yeah. I think they're six and a half inch figures. Um, definitely the most popular ones that they've had, um, in recent history. And the old ones are obvious, pretty obvious. I mean, they're just popular characters trying to resell those. Um, the new ones though, as you mentioned, the code words or code names that they've been given. Um, I think if you continue on in that article, there's another, update that came out uh that added some extra information like the cool beta i think says with blue lightsaber so the only people that we are aware of that have blue lightsabers so far are either ray who has luke's old lightsaber or she has given it to luke and now he has it um so it's that's probably a ray or luke figure be my guess um the r blue leader is probably the r i would assume is a rogue one indication since the blue team our blue squad was part of the team that was above scarif so that'd be probably a pilot of a y-wing or something um or u-wing rather and then the victor with throne um the only person i know of that probably has a throne is snoke yeah so victor 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 Von Doom. And there's also a Victor Deluxe lightsaber. So right. it is somebody that has a lightsaber. So could that mean then we see Snoke using a lightsaber? That would be cool. Mm-hmm. I would hope so. I mean, there should be some kind of battle. That would be great. And then Foxtrot. Yeah. I don't know who that would be. I mean, Poe. Um, yeah, I don't none, know. So None of the Last Jedi toys have an actual like real name next to them, do they? They're all codes or... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so anyway, I mean, so it founds out, or uh, it sounds like, though, maybe we'll 
Um, I wonder if we'll find out Snoke's real name, or I guess maybe his name is just Snoke. I'm sure they'll say just Snoke, but it is strange. I mean, it's the same as last year when they came out with, like, the Rey toy when she had the staff and and just other hints that they gave at the movie by the toys before the movie even comes out. I mean, if you see Snoke with a lightsaber, you'll know exactly what his lightsaber will look like before the movie's, you know, a good three months before the movie's out. So. Yeah. Well, then the uh, the whole guards of evil thing. So I guess we'll see. Sure. Snoke will have some guards. Knights of Ren. Um. Yeah, I guess maybe it could be the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Maybe. So you don't think Blue Leader could be referring to Thrawn at all? Oh, you know that's I mean, a good point. Yeah, because it doesn't yeah. say episode oh, eight. Cool. Uh, you know, it says our Blue Leader, so like Rebels Blue Leader. Oh, there you go. That's your pro. I was thinking Rogue One, but you're probably right. It's probably R for Rebels Blue Leader being Thrawn. Yeah. That would be cool. I'd want that one. A Thrawn figure? Yeah. That would be so, cool. So, anyway. We'll find out. But um, so there you go. Next up, moving right along, uh, Benicio del Toro. You, get, you, say, um, you gotta say it better than that. Say that again? You gotta say his name better than, than uh. that. Go ahead. Let's, let's tell no, me how I it should be done. You, you got to do it. <laughs> I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Uh, we know Del Toro is going to be the man in black in uh, The Last Jedi. Um, it's been said that he'll be a Lando-esque space hustler. Um, the rumor is his name, and I'm not sure I'm pronouncing the first name right, uh, Gainus, Gannis. G A N N I S, Ganis. Yeah, let's go with that. Guinness. I don't know, but okay, the last yeah. name will sound familiar. It's Duquesne, um, and uh, if you recognize that, it's because on the Force Awakens, um, you'll remember Han Solo said that uh, his Falcon, the Millennium Falcon, was stolen by Duquesne, and so. Um, I'll just read some of the script for you. Han Solo said, who had it? Duquesne. He's talking to Ray and Ray says, I stole it from Unkar Plot. He stole it from the Irving boys who stole it from Duquesne. And then he says, who stole it from me? And then you tell him Han Solo just stole back the Millennium Falcon for good. Chad, yeah. what do you think about the whole Duquesne thing? You think that makes sense? To me, that yeah. makes perfect sense. It does. It makes sense. Yeah. That would be cool. I would, uh, yeah, uh, I mean... I don't know how he'd fit into the whole. I mean, because Han's gone, so you know, I guess the, he's the Kane's gonna go after Millennium Falcon because it's not like he has to settle the score with Han now, huh? You know that that story he's no longer there, so they'll be interesting. Maybe he wants see. the Falcon. Didn't I? Didn't we see though that it said um, Finn was searching for this guy, the Man in Black, for something or? Yeah, which would probably lead us into the casino planet, um, yeah. where he and Rose are. So maybe they're, if, and that would make sense if he's this, you know, smuggler type, reckless guy. He'd be on a casino planet, and maybe they have to find him for something concerning right. the Falcon. I so know. anyway, yeah. I think it makes sense. It ties uh, ties in with the Force Awakens nicely. So anyway, yeah. um, we'll see if that rumor holds true. I definitely don't think it's Ezra uh, Bridger, yeah. like some people have been saying. It just, I think that whole Rebels yeah. crossover yeah, is not going to happen. Not that. Um, yep. Yeah. So, 
Uh, next thing is an interesting article I read. I'm not going to sit here and read the article to you, but one thing I was going to point out at least um, that I, I had never heard and I thought was interesting, but um, this is from the website Movie Pilot. Uh, the article is The Last Jedi. Did Obi-Wan's lies lead to Luke's dramatic change of heart? And this is by Benjamin Eaton, um, who's actually a writer at Creators Co. Um, so anyways, it talks about how um, basically Obi-Wan misled uh, Luke Skywalker in the uh, in A New Hope. Um, and so I'm going to give you some of the misleadings. But one I thought was really interesting, and it kind of answers a question I've always had. Um, so let's see. So Obi-Wan says uh, now... Uh, or when, when he calls him uh, Obi-Wan, you know, uh, Luke does. He says, that's a name I have not heard in a long time. Um, and so basically saying that that's where Obi-Wan first starts to kind of start his uh, deception and not telling the truth. Um, and then uh, he talks about, you know, Luke talks about R2-D2 and... Um, and Obi-Wan says, well, I don't seem to remember ever owning a droid. And this is the part where I thought was interesting. So did you ever read, Chad, the canon novel, Star Wars A New Hope? No, I have not. Okay. So in that novel, Han Solo witnesses a private moment between Obi-Wan and R2. And in that passage, it says, The R2 unit moved to Ben's side as if it were his faithful pet an image that was further reinforced by the old man stroking a hand over its domed head. And he's, and Obi-Wan says, it's good to fly with you again, the old man said. Hmm. So obviously, basically admitting that he did know R2-D2 and he was lying to Luke. Um, I never heard that. No, and, I uh, neither. It's interesting. <clears throat> But so, you know, next time somebody brings it up to you, you can whip that right out and let them know, hey, you know what? In the book, though, yeah, which is here's canon. what happened. Yeah, which is canon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So pretty cool. Um, I'm not going to read the rest of these for you, but I would check out the article. Um, it goes through some other examples of where Obi-Wan played with the uh, truth. But I thought, to me, that was one that stood out that I thought was actually kind of cool and cleared up something that was always in my mind. So um, feel free to check it out. All right. Uh, Chad, you got some comic book stuff for us, right? Oh, yeah, I do. If you want, let's do it. You ready? You ready? <laughs> we didn't get enough last week. This is all the comics that I read last week. I'll, be, I'll keep a lot more brief this time. Um, two main ones that I want to... touch on first one i'll touch on is the poe dameron um i said i was not current with that um this week since i have attempted to become current unfortunately a few of the issues that i was unable to um procure for myself are already sold out and so i i'm now hold on let's back up now Mm. i still got mine though right that you're pulling for me yeah yes brian i'm pretty sure i sent you those already because okay. they're like early ones that I missed, so I couldn't oh, okay. get them. I'm surprised you didn't read them before you mailed well, them out. I attempt to read as much as I can, but as you're aware, 
I have some books I'm reading and other things too, so some things end up falling by the wayside, and Poe was one of them, So, um, which I, I regret because after catching up with it, um, and I am current with the, the most recent ones, I have all those. I'm just kind of missing some in the middle, early beginning part, but uh, I figured it out. Um, <clears throat> it they He is basically doing some missions for General Ghana, and General Ghana is in these comics as well. Um, especially here towards, I don't know how many issues it's going. I think we're into issue, let me see, issue number 14 right now. Um, and 15, I think, comes out next week. So um, they're a good chunk in. And it starts off with him basically trying to find out where Lor Santaka is. That's the mission that he and his Black Squadron are on. Ultimately, obviously, trying to find where Luke Skywalker is knowing that Lord Santaka has a piece of this map or they're wondering if he does. And so he is trying to find him. And so he's following some leads along with Snaps and the whole Black Squadron um, trying to find where he has gone off to in the, in, in the galaxy and the adventures they go on while they're looking for him. Um, they run across Garius, uh, not Garius, Gracchus the Hut um, on a prison planet. And I believe I've talked about that before. Um, where they get double-crossed by a uh, ISB agent, kind of, for the, the First Order. He's an undercover agent. Um, at this point, the First Order has not revealed themselves to the galaxy, so everything they're doing is on the sly, and they don't want the galaxy to know that they exist yet, especially the New Republic. Um, but they are out there, and the Resistance obviously knows, but the rest of the Republic fails or refuses to recognize that that is... A threat that is coming um so you have this uh and i forget his name so i'm not going to pull out the comic but um trexus or traxus something like that he's an agent that is hunting poe um kind of on the first orders orders but not really he's kind of a pirate and gone off on his own even though he kind of works for the first order uh, but he had served for the emperor in the old empire and he's kind of on the outskirts of the new order so he kind of does his own thing but he's hunting him down and they get off this prison planet um he goes on another mission uh this uh, first order guy tracks him down on talk tarkin's old ship the carrion spike and he just keeps trying to f- trying to track him down and take out poe he wants to take him in for all the stuff he knows c-3po is also involved um apparently c-3po um, before the Force Awakens had a network of uh, spies for the Resistance, um, and he was in charge of them. They're all droids. There's a bunch of them on a bunch of different planets, and they get into this tight situation on a planet, and C-3PO calls all the spy droids, and they come and help Poe and BB-8 and, and C-3PO out. So C-3PO is a spy master. Uh, basically, he's Nick Fury um, now. Oh, he just man. has red arm instead of one eye. Uh, so C-3PO is a spy master, which is an interesting, gives him a little bit more, mm. you know, weight. It strikes me more of like a Mr. Bean type character. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they, he and BB-8, uh, and C-3PO are trying to find this droid, this battle droid, old commando battle droid, um, that has information in its memory banks, um, about Lor Sentaka and about the First Order as far as where they may be, how many troops they have, things of that nature, part of C-3PO's spy ring. Um, so they're trying to they go to this planet, try to get him off-world, and bring him back to Resistance. 
uh, to where he can give that information up. Um, and they do so. Uh, when they do end up getting, they're about to get off. Obviously, there's, there's a battle um, with Black Squadron and some of the First Order troops and this guy's, you know, this pirate guy's uh, troops as well above the planet. Um, and they do get away. They lose one of the Black Squadron fighters, Lulo. Uh, if you read Journey to the Force Awakens, the the comic there, uh, he was part of Poe's mom's squadron of fighters um, as well. And he is shot down and killed. Um, so they lose him. And they have the funeral thing uh, back on the Resistance planet uh, where General Organa comes out. And Leia tells him that he's grounded because he's he doesn't see the big picture, and she she asks him to tell her what what why is he here? What is he good at? What is, what does he contribute to the resistance? And Poe says, "Well, I'm the best pilot the resistance has. If it can fly, I can fly anything. I can shoot down anything. I'm the best there is, best pilot out there." She says, "You're right, but wars aren't won by pilots. They're won by leaders." And she goes, you don't fully understand your role in this. And until you do, you're grounded and takes them out of the missions. And when I read that, and she even has a moment where she talks about how she's not going to be around forever. And I see them writing in, since since Carrie Fisher's passed away, her pass, her passing that torch of leadership from you know herself to Poe. And making him realize that... He's not just a fighter pilot, but there's more to him. And understanding that the resistance needs him to be more than just the best fighter pilot to have, which was really, really interesting. I mean, she yeah. had a, a panel where she's they were talking about how Poe gives this big speech about how the, the force is one with everyone. And when you die, you become part of the force. And they called it luminous. He says you become part of, you know, you're luminous because when you get shot out of the sky in space, you just turn into atoms and you're vaporized. And she says, "Soon I'll be luminous." Like there's a panel that talk, you know, and it it's mm. pretty obvious that that's what they're trying to do, which I thought was cool. Yeah. So, um, so that's most of that. Like I did, or Brian mentioned earlier, Captain Phasma is involved. Um, this pirate guy, Traxus, or whatever his name is, does get captured by the First Order, and he expect or gets taken in, and he expects them to reward him for all this information that he's acquired and finding out what Poe Dameron does, but they throw him in jail um, and basically say he's not, um, you know, doing what they want. He's following his own rules, and he's trying to wiggle his way out of it, and Captain Phasma is the one that is in charge of questioning him. Comes down to it, um, she says some people just can't be trusted with their life and the information they have, and she basically, what it looks like is making makes him into... Um, who was uh, uh, Lando's Lobot? They Lobot. basically make him into a Lobot because uh, they take him, they put a bunch of circuitry in his head and metal plates in his head, and he is now like he has he can only comply, he can only obey orders. Mm. Um, so they turn him into a Lobot of of sorts. So it's really good. Um, and to see Poe, he's an interesting character. There's a lot of cool space battles. Um, it's a good story. I'm really enjoying it. So Poe Dameron. Um, now the big one that came out this week is the Screaming Citadel, number one. And as I talked about Doctor Afra last week, um, if you listen to the podcast, which hey, thanks. which by the way, just uh, not to, did you talk about her action figure coming out? We did not. 
So they're going to have an action figure of Dr. Afro, which would be, from what I understand, the first um, non-film or, you know, even TV character she won to the have an action figure. Vote, right? I think yeah. she won the Which fan I'm vote. surprised because, I don't know. Well, we did talk about how she wasn't a fan. Like, B-Nap said he wasn't a fan. and Yeah. You know, and that seems to be the consensus between us but people like her so yeah yeah so anyway, I, I, we may have mentioned that but yeah it's cool um so we talked about how she got this crystal right which had basically all the knowledge and the essence of this old uh or do to jedi master but off not part of the normal jedi order um Rur, the eternal Rur, and she had this crystal where basically that was all his knowledge and his essence and who he was was in this crystal. She pretended to bring it to this planet where they stored it, but she really kept it. Well, now she has found Luke. And so this comic crosses over the Dr. Aphra comic and the main storyline of the Star Wars comic. So Luke and his buddies, what they've been up to, which we know we talked about Luke being on that planet, helping the mountain Blue Mountain people, um, and learning some about things about the Force with R2. Um, he is on this planet there on Horrocks 3, which is on the Outer Rim, which I believe there's a secret resistance or rebel base here, uh, which we don't aren't familiar with from the movies, but they've established it here in the comics. Um, and he's here trying to figure out what to do next. And Dr. Aphra shows up and says, I know who you are. You're Luke Skywalker, and you're you're training to be a Jedi, or you want to be a Jedi. And he has not told anybody this. Like, he, he hasn't really even talked about it with Leia or Han or any of them, if you remember. Um, in the movies, it's something he just kind of kept to himself, um, at least right after A New Hope. And she, if you recall, is the one that found out that Luke is Anakin Skywalker's son, and told Vader who Luke Skywalker was, that he existed. Luke Skywalker was there, and obviously Vader realized that's my son. And that was part of her job for Vader. And Luke knows she worked for him, and so he doesn't trust her, but she says, don't worry, I don't work for you know tall, dark, and handsome anymore. He tried to kill me, blah, blah, blah. And she convinces him that because he's trying to learn to become a Jedi, she has access to an ancient Jedi master and she is willing to let him talk to him or once she figures out how to get him and activate this crystal again she says you could learn a ton of things from this this guy because he's he's been a Jedi and there are no other Jedi around as far as he knows because at this point Yoda is not he's not met Yoda he doesn't know who Yoda is um, other than reading some books um, you know uh, Obi-Wan's journal reading about Yoda, but they haven't met at this point, I don't believe, right? They meet an empire. Correct. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Yeah, no, they meet an empire. Right, right, right. Um, so anyway, so she she basically says, if you come with me, I have a plan. I'll You can learn from this Jedi Master. And Luke's like, fine. And he goes with it. So apparently, there's this planet, and they have some interactions with the BT and Triple Zero. They go to the Citadel. And on the Citadel, on the planet of Katathatan, K-T-A-T-H apostrophe A-T-N, Katathatan, there is this queen there, okay? Um, There's this queen that once a year will come out to this 
in the Citadel, and people will come from all over the galaxy and try to give her information or impress her with things that are rare. And if she's impressed enough, she she brings them in, takes their gift that they're giving her, and she does them a favor. And apparently she's super powerful, um, has connections everywhere, and if you can gain her favor um, with your gift that you're bringing her, she will do anything you want. But it only happens one night a year. So her plan is, as far as Luke understands, is she has this crystal and she wants to give it to this queen and then she's going to give them a, a favor and it's going to be to unlock it so they can talk to him and then she's going to be able to keep it. So they get all dressed up. Luke's, uh, they, they put Luke in this like pirate. I mean, look at that. Brian, yeah, is, that's is that ridiculous? He's like wearing yeah. a, he's got cuffs on like a pirate. He's got like this suit coat. It's real it's like a like a pirate slash seventies. It's like Jerry Seinfeld's puffy shirt episode. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It's it's real dumb. I don't like it at all. But anyway, they go. They meet with this queen. They see a bunch of people offer things to her. Um, a couple of people. She says yeah, and everyone's red. It's it's very Sith looking. Um, they have a she has an aide and his eyes are whited out, um, and he's wearing this huge red robe. His skin is bleached white. She has a couple other people nearby. One kind of looks like he's holding a hilt to something. The other one has a long pole. It just doesn't look right, you know. It looks very Sith. So a couple people bring things to her. She's yeah okay. You'll be. I'll talk to you again. You I'm not interested in. And Dr. Afra comes up with Luke. And the minute she walks up there, she says, we present a very interesting Tatooine farm boy. She presents Luke as the gift. And immediately they're rejected. The guy says, no, we have, we have, this is in, insulting almost that you would bring this kid as a, what are you talking about? Luke has no idea what's going on. And so one of the other people nearby that is presenting things gets upset that they would even bring something like this in and he tries to start something pushes dr afford to the ground and luke says leave her alone and the guy basically says what are you going to do about it and luke says don't push me and he like reaches his hand out and the, he uses the force push and slams the guy across the room and immediately like he i don't think he knew he was going to do it his emotions took over and he sure. was trying to protect her and he pushes this guy clear across the room and as soon as this queen sees that the and they, she never speaks but this guy understands what she's saying so i don't know if she's a telepath uh, but they dismiss everyone else they said thank you everyone leave if even if she said she was interested the deal is off we have we have decided who she's interested in um luke afra go to bed we'll talk to you tomorrow um until then everyone else get out of here and so dr f is happy and luke is like i don't what just happened was did I, what did i do i have no idea and he's confused he's not ever done that before um and so you see dr f and luke go off and then you see the queen say so much power so little experience perfect and you see one of her lackeys say shall we bring him to you she says no we need to be at our full strength for such a confrontation and the hour is upon us we must you must gather my harvest. Now, as they were walking into the citadel, we saw a bunch of townsfolk, real thin, real gaunt, whited out eyes as well, almost looked like zombies. 
the three of these people or four of these people walk out onto a balcony where it's raining, look overlooking the city. Um, it looks real sithy. And then, it, which I think I just made that word up, um, <laughs> you see people in their beds in the town, and then you start to see red dots and red like essence coming out of their mouths as they're writhing in pain asleep in their beds. This essence, red essence coming out of all these homes going up to this citadel. And you see her lackeys standing around here with their mouths open. And all this red essence comes into their mouths. And then she says, now feed me. And she grabs them. And it's the whole, like, I don't know what that movie is. But they open their mouths. She opens her mouth. And all this red essence flows into her. And she says, it's been too long since I last tasted Jedi. And that's the (laughs) end. So I don't know if they're Sith. I don't know if they're Sith worshippers. But it's obviously real, real weird. I don't know. Is she a vampire? I don't know. It's real strange. So that is part one of a five-part Screaming Citadel crossover. Yeah, and this is, uh, and we talked about this before before it came out. This is kind of like their first uh, kind of attempt, I guess, uh, at a, t- a horror type storyline. Yeah, so maybe um, they're vampires. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. So, all right, well, cool. Thanks, Chad. Um, All right, so, you know, we're going to end this by answering Dave's question. Dave Mann asked a question on the Facebook page. He says, and uh, Chad, I'm going to give you first crack. Oh, come on. Okay. Yeah, so it says, do Sith have to have Jedi training in addition to the knowledge of the dark side they possess in order to complete their training? And he says, for example... Palpatine says to both Anakin and Luke in their respective timelines that he can complete their training. At that point, they both had had Jedi training. Um, And he says, are the Sith a result of the Jedi? Seems to play into this new direction the current movies are taking. So, I guess the first part of that, does Sith have to have Jedi training in addition to the knowledge of the dark side they possess in order to complete their training. All right. So I just, you know, off the cuff, I'm going to say no. In this instance, obviously, I think Palpatine uses that to to his advantage with Anakin completing his training, being able to train him out in how to keep Padme alive. Um, And even with Luke, who had not actually received much official training, um, because his first mentor uh, let himself be killed, and then he did a lot of rock jumping with Yoda on his back and swinging on the hairy vines. Um, but overall, not a ton of actual Jedi training. So to tempt Luke in actual training from someone that understands the Force um, was, I think, his his attempt. But if you look at the other Sith that we've had, um, you know, even if you go back to Darth Maul. Um, as far as I'm aware, Darth Maul did, did not have any Jedi training. Um, even in the comic, we've been getting some of his backstory. He's very angry with the Jedi and wants vengeance on the Jedi. Um, but I don't believe he had Jedi training. Uh, Dooku, we know, did. Uh, Dooku was mm-hmm. a great Jedi, um, and he turned, so he had some. Um, Palpatine, though, I know we know he was never a Jedi. So, I mean, we think we have a couple instances in the movies, and then if you go into some of the, and I know it's not canon anymore, but some of the, you know, other 
Darth Revis and other Siths that are out there in Knights of the Old Republic, things like that. Not every Sith had Jedi training. Um, does that mean like Palpatine was not aware of the training that the Jedi did? I don't know. I mean, he may have studied that on his own too to learn, you know, whatever they learned. Because even in that opera scene, Anakin asks, you know, is this a power that can be learned? To be able to bring, you know, create, give someone eternal life, basically. And Palpatine says, not not from a Jedi, it's not. Um, So I assume Sith like Palpatine, maybe not Maul, but Sith like Palpatine are aware of the Jedi's teachings. Um, He had a unique opportunity being involved with the Jedi as the Chancellor um, and, you know, and the Supreme Leader for a while. So that could be different with him too. But if you go back to ancient times with the Sith War, Sith Jedi War, where they're before the rule of two, there were a bunch of Sith. Um, and they eventually killed each other off. And I don't think all of them would have had the Jedi training, you know, that they necessarily, if it's needed, to become a Sith. Um, do they have to have that Jedi training to complete to complete their training fully? Probably not. Um, but I'm sure they're f- at least aware of it, uh, what the Jedi teaches. I mean, that's kind of my, my thoughts on it. Yeah, so I agree with you. Um, uh, you know, the uh, there's only a few cases where, like you said, where somebody was a Jedi and then became Sith. So, like, you know, Vader, Dooku, um, you know, Kylo Ren in a sense, although he didn't become a Sith because we don't even know if Sith are around still. But um, he was started out as a training as a Jedi. But, yeah, I mean, Palpatine didn't. And, you know, largely most of the characters before him were just always Sith um, for the most part. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a good question, though. Um, I think I look at it this way. You know, we, we see Anakin turn and we see, uh, um, you know, possibly Kylo. But, um, you know, in Dooku, it's, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, if you are trying to recruit an apprentice, mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't you take somebody that's partially trained? Sure. Right? So, Gifted. Uh, <laughs> sure. So um, they already had some of the basic things down and they just needed to seduce them to the dark side and it kind of reduced their training time. Um, and then obviously for story's sake, it just makes for a better story. Um but yeah, I think it's shown that you don't have to have started out as a Jedi or gone through Jedi training to become a Sith. So, um, answer to that, Dave, is no. Um, are the Sith a result of the Jedi? And uh, you know, that's, I think that's, that's a deep question. Yeah, I think it's kind of complicated. I, th- you know, um, there's always good and evil, and. Um, you know, you could easily say it the other way around. Are the Jedi a result of the Sith? Um, you know, uh, to be honest with you, I, I don't, I'm not going to say yes or no. I think uh, the Sith would, would be around because evil always exists. And uh, um, I don't think they're necessarily there solely because the Jedi are there. Does that make sense? Well, I g- yeah, it kind of depends on how... I mean, if you go far, far back to the ancient stuff, 
There yeah. is a rumor, I believe, that they say the Sith was established by a rogue Jedi, an unnamed rogue Jedi. Um, so if you want to say, then if that is the case, then I guess, yeah, the Sith are there because of this specific rogue Jedi that for the first time decided to not agree with the Jedi if the Jedi were around first. And then he went off and started the, you know, the rogue, the Sith Order during the Hundred Year Darkness, I think is during the time where they, they talk about that. And then that's when they start exploring the dark side of the Force. And then there's just always been that Sith-Jedi war. They are enemies, mortal enemies, always have been. Um, but if you want to go back to that, and I don't even know if that's really actual canon anymore. Um, yeah. And I, again, that rogue Jedi... That's literally all he is known by, as far as I'm aware of, is just this one rogue Jedi, unnamed, no history to him, just kind of a mystery. Um, so there may be something there, too. I don't know. That's a little Snoke. deeper than that. But, yeah, no, I don't think that. But <laughs> um, Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, think that's too dif- I think that's to be determined but in my mind. But, um, it's an anyway. interesting thought. Yeah, appreciate the questions, Dave. Sorry I don't have a concrete answer for you. I think we do on the first part of it, but not so much the second. Um, anyway, if you got any more questions, feel free to ask us like Dave did on our Facebook page, uh, Star Wars Rant Podcast on Facebook. Um, in the meantime, Chad, you are looking for donations for your Ralph McQuarrie uh, book, so why don't That's you give right. us our your email address? Okay, so my email address is the best way to reach me. South Dakota Gamer at gmail.com. And just if you want, right. you know, whatever, gift cards, cash, <laughs> check, money, cashier's check, that's cool. You know the book I'm talking about. It's real, it's real super awesome. But I don't think I could drop that much money on a book. Yeah. So, and, um, you know, many of you know that Chad does another podcast, South Dakota Gamer Podcast. They're doing a cool promotion right now. Where you could have the chance to win a free PS4. Um, That's right. So, Chad, tell tell us how they can win that. Wow. Well, all you have to do, and the good, the cool thing about that is you could get Battlefront 2 to play on your PS4, which is Star Wars related, which is why it's okay to talk about it on this podcast. So, if you want to win that, uh, we'd appreciate you listening to the podcast, um, the South Dakota Gamer Podcast. The way you win is. You screenshot your subscription. You know how you have a podcast like this one. You subscribe to it so that it downloads every week or however often the podcast is done. You just have to subscribe to the podcast and send us proof that you did. And then also rate us on iTunes, which you should do for this podcast as well. If you go to iTunes uh, and you rate the podcast, give us five stars. Or you can give us how many stars you want. It doesn't matter. We'd appreciate five. And just say how what you thought about the podcast or just the stars. That's fine. And then send us proof that you did that as well. Um, and you can send that to SouthCodeGamer at gmail.com. And you are automatically entered in to win the PS4. Now, PS4s are not cheap yet. They're still fairly expensive. So this is a long contest. This is running from here in May to November. So you, the, the, the cool thing is, though, that will give you multiple opportunities to enter. Every month we will have a new way... For you to enter into the podcast or enter into the contest, so you will have you could have multiple entries between now and November, obviously giving you a better chance of being able to win. This month, you just have to show us you're subscribed and rated, and that gets you an entry. Next month, it will be something different. 
and uh, we'll just continue that through the end of the end of the this November, and then there right before Black Friday, we'll announce the winner and we'll we'll ship it to you no matter where you live, as long as you're in the United States. So there you go, very cool contest. Um, so listen to South Dakota Gamer, do what Chad said, win yourself a free PS4, and then. Yeah, we would appreciate some ratings on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to us as well. Um, and then uh, I think that I think that's I think that's about it, Chad. I don't I think, think I have think anything it. else. It's all, it's yeah, all. I think we're we done. Did uh, we did it. We did it. Uh, episode forty is in the books uh, without B knob. Um, you know, we've been talking about this debate that we're going to have. I hmm. think it's finally going to happen. Um, there's been some issues with the moderators and, um, you know, and I'm not going to say, you know, their names cause I don't think Dave Mann and, and Brian North would be happy with us throwing them under the bus like that. Right. So of course that just wouldn't be right. Do that. Yeah. Wouldn't to the moderators. Prudent. Yeah. So, but, uh, join us, uh, next week when we have our debate, Chad and I will face off and, um, it's going to be, it's going to be vicious. Mm. It's gonna be uh, vile. Um, it's gonna be um, a real good time. Uh, real good time for all. So next week, the debate, uh, and then the winner of that debate, I believe, will have a debate against uh, Dave Mann, who won the first debate. I mean, so, it would make sense, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I said debate a lot there, didn't I? In yeah, a few sentences. Said a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of debating. And there's not a whole lot of synonyms so, for debate, I suppose. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Arguing. That's why you said debate a lot. Yeah. All right. So that's next week. But we appreciate you for listening to us this week. Come back next week for the debate. Until then, have a good night. Good night. Good night.